0: From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 299, for the week of June 5th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan that perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo malata willy and Michael Bolling. Tony Spatel is out this week. In this week's show, Mary Jo takes a day six drive to several of Southern California's most popular botanical gardens, and Nancy and Mary Jo have part two of their look at the California Science Center. All that plus this week's news, Roundtable Rapid Fire, and our Sports us, Threat of the Week on this edition of The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone.
1: Hey there, howdy!
0: Hey, hey there, hi there. There it is. Okay. Woo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was waiting, waiting. I don't want to step on it. Don't want to step on it. There it is. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only exciting one this week.
0: Oh Woo-hoo! Man. Yay! So, hope everyone I, had a great couple of couple of weeks. Hope everyone had a great week. Yeah. Uh, I some exciting things that happened. After we recorded our new show, but on the Orlando show, they announced a couple of new things coming for 2015. Uh, one of them is a cruise. This isn't a podcast cruise; this is a Diz cruise. So it not uh, not as there won't be a podcast recorded. There won't be probably special guests. There might be activities, but a lot of it is more. Um,
2: They're unofficial, right?
0: Unofficial activities. I think they did like bingo and and you know. Th- Mixology things and things like that, but this is on Royal Caribbean. This is Alaska out of Seattle. It's a seven night on the Jewel of the Seas. I think it is. Yes. This is June twelfth of twenty fifteen. Seven night cruise on Royal Caribbean. This is Dis Cruise two I'm not sure they're calling it Dis Cruise 2.0 but I'm calling it Dis Cruise 2.0
2: That's that's what they're calling no. it. Okay, cool. I think we might actually go on that. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, how many My, my going? wife says,
0: um, yeah, we're going. I'm sorry, <laughs> say again.
2: So how many of us are going?
0: Yeah, I think all of us are going. I think
2: you can probably <laughs> yeah. count us in on that yeah.
0: one. Yeah, <laughs> we're
3: planning on it.
0: I mean, we've done Alaska twice, but this is a, ni- a little nicer because it's out of Seattle, which makes flights a little bit easier.
3: Uh, a little we, may,
0: we may, we may, we may end up driving anyway. But
2: I'm, I'm going with two of my. Co- You're going to drive? Yeah. That just hit me. It's not that far.
0: I mean, it's a couple days drive, but yeah, we, we've yeah. we've done the last two times we've done Alaska, we've driven. So
2: that's a cool that's a cool vacation. I don't think we have that much time. We we're gonna I'm going with two coworkers, mm-hmm. so I get to to uh, introduce them to to some of the Dizzers. So nice that'll it'll be nice, and we're, we we want to fly in and visit, um, do some sightseeing in Seattle, maybe go to Canada, mm-hmm. maybe. Well, since we're up there, we want to take that opportunity. So right there's we all i I asked them if they were interested and they said yes and then we all looked at each other with our eyes wide open like yes we have to go <laughs> hey, and then we all hugged each other so we're we're
0: in and so then the other thing that that kevin announced uh if you want to get uh info on uh disc cruise 2.0 we'll make sure we put a link in the show notes page and i'm not sure if i think i'm not sure if tracy's handling that one i think she is she is Okay, that's Tracy H-T-R-A-C-E-Y-H at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com for Diz Cruise 2.0. The other thing Kevin talked about is they announced their Diz-exclusive Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic Tours for 2015. And typically they've been doing a couple of Diz a year, um, typically July and December. And uh, true to form, they are doing July and December. December is going to sell out like instantly. They're probably already sold out. Double-check anyway, though, if, if you're interested. The July one is the exciting one. The July one starts, this is 2015, remember, starts July 14th. So you have two nights in downtown Los, Ange- downtown Los Angeles, right, Michael? Hollywood. Yeah,
2: Hollywood. 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 Oh, Hollywood. downtown Los Angeles.
0: I'm sorry, Hollywood. And then you move on July 16th. season 16? Yeah, July 16th. 14, which is 15, Tuesday night yeah Tuesday night to the Disneyland to, to Grand Californian so you wake up the next day July 17th of 2015 at your at Disneyland which is the 60th anniversary of Disneyland Park
2: awesome and I hear they're planning on doing some fun and exciting things
0: oh I'm sure yep. they are also attaching this to a um, an abD trip of San Francisco that I believe goes to Lucasfilm yep. so they're trying to make this a two pack the are going to arrange transportation if any of this sounds exciting to you email kevin at com. he will get you the details, put you on waiting lists and get you going on that I'm just excited that they were able to get the get the ABD trip that is right in the middle of the 60th anniversary of Disneyland it's kind of cool
1: well you know we're all just speechless.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that is cool. What a time to go. Yeah, exactly.
0: It, um Let's see other housekeeping. I saw on the internet and actually saw dirt moving at the Great Wolf Lodge. So it's it's wow. catching up it's catching up to Roscoe's not quite, but
3: Yeah, we saw them it looked like they were digging a big old hole when mm-hmm. we drove by it. Yeah,
0: so putting in pilings or whatever the heck they're doing, but it's nice to see that that that's actually there's actually a little bit of progress.
2: Yeah, they say that it's going to be the largest one.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's good.
2: And those are big. Yeah. It's going to be twelve story, 12-story 12 hotel. So wow. That's huge for that area. Yeah, I had never heard of it until we started talking about it, mm-hmm. I don't know how long ago. And now that it's actually, I think it's supposed to be opening in 2016. Uh mm-hmm. huh. So, yeah. and like you said, I, I think we'll see real construction as opposed to um, that other place.
0: <laughs> also want to remind everybody about our Arizona meet, October 24th through the 26th of 2014. That's coming up. If you yep. want information, go to our show notes page at disunplug.com and we can get you a link there to that information. This weekend, Mary Jo, Coasting for Kids 2014. Yes. We have, oh my god, I've I've lost count, 32, (laughs) 32, 33 Dizzers signed up. Um, What
2: what parks are they going to be at, Tom?
0: uh, Oh, that's a very good question, Mary Jo. I'm so glad you asked. Knott's Berry Farm, of course, Dorney Park in Allentown, Pennsylvania. We have Dizzers at Canada's Wonderland, Carowinds, Cedar Point, and King's Dominion. Um, One of our our dis friends that last year coast did coasting for kids with us at Valley Fair. He ended up signing up before our teams were set up. So he's, he's, uh, he's coasting again. He's trying to get us trying to get it transferred over. So it's on our team, but we'll, we'll, we'll say he's on our team because he intended to be on our team. So he's at Valley Fair. Uh, so that's seven, seven parks, uh, 33 disers. Um, we're recording Sunday night. At the, as of Sunday night, we have $3,970 raised for Give Kids the World. Awesome. Um, that's not quite what we had last year, but there's still time to raise more money. Um, it's a great cause, great fun. If you're listening to this and you can raise $75 right away, go to go to the website. Go to coastfriendkids.org and sign up.
3: And how do people donate to um, you know the existing teams?
0: If you want to go to you go to coastingforkids.org, choose one of the one of the parks we talked about or you can even choose one of the other parks. Uh look for team look for the team name Diz Coaster Palooza either east or west and it, it'll come up with a list of all the Dizzers. If there are no Dizzers in there, there's a default. Actually, all of them have a default, but you don't want to choose that one if there's Dizzers you can donate to. If there's not there there's a default a dummy Diz Costa Palooza writer a virtual writer that you can donate to or you could choose another team and choose choose a writer that's that's participating and, and make a donation
2: and they have when you go there they'll show like twenty five dollars or whatever but they also have other so okay. you can put in any amount that you want and there you go the more people who donate whatever all goes to a good cause. So if you can donate something that would be really really nice or if you could join us that would be even better. Cuz we always have a good time when we go and I'm looking f- we have a bigger can- bigger group this year so it's going to be so We nice. have
0: a ton of people at Nutsbury Farm. So I'm I'm excited we had have what did I say? 14 at Nutsbury Farm.
2: Something like that.
0: Plus our good friends Anna and Eric so Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure we'll Coerce them into hanging with us too, but awesome. Coerce any other them? housekeeping? The, the, I'm sorry. You know ahead. we're
2: gonna all hug each other when we. See oh, them, I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey. Um, any other housekeeping?
2: I have a quick one. Go ahead, Marja. The Diz is 17 years old.
0: Wow. Yeah. It don't look a yeah. day over 12. <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's uh, June 1st was the birthday of the Diz, and if you go on the First, page. well, actually, Tom can put a link in the show notes where Pete talks about the history of the dis and and um, how how they all got started, etc. Mm-hmm. Which I was listening to today, and it just brought back so memories of the first time, when, the first days of the boards and everything.
0: Didn't we talk? We we did a fifteenth show with Pete and a couple of the the Disney Disbo, Disneyland boards moderators, didn't we?
2: Oh, we did. I think so.
0: Yeah, it was a couple oh, of years ago. Put
2: a link to that.
0: I will try to find it. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, Michael. Yes. So Carol came on and she was talking about her trip. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was on that trip
0: too. <laughs> Were you? What? I was. Okay. T- tell me what didn't she tell us.
3: Okay, well, uh, well actually uh, there's she gave me a list of things that she forgot. <laughs> but um, and I I listened to the show so I knew what what little was left I could talk about. But a couple of things, one things I one thing I mentioned was that how they don't allow pool hopping when you're staying at a Disneyland hotel. Right. That is not true. I talked to Actually, I have no idea who I talked to. Oh, the manager of the cabanas. <laughs> and he said, absolutely, you can pool hop. They do, they don't encourage it, but you can. Um, in fact, even in the cabanas that day, there were a couple people renting them from the Paradise Pier. I know, I know that,
0: pool. That, pool, that, that Pete rented, uh, cabanas when he was staying at Paradise Pier. He rented the cabanas at the Disneyland Hotel. So yes. Yeah. That's, that's there, possible.
3: There, yeah, because their pool was closed um, because something had happened that day, and so the pool was unexpectedly closed. So they had people over Baby there. I, I that's what my suspicion <laughs> was, and um, and every time we stayed to Grand Californian, they close the slide and refurbish it. So there were, there were uh, the bowlings
0: are coming time to I refurbish.
3: <laughs> that's right. So anyway, but he said no. The room keys work and all that, and even if they don't, just holler over the fence and show them your key and they'll let you in. <laughs> so, climb. Tom,
2: So, I'm sorry, so Michael, if you're staying at Paradise Pier Hotel, you can swim at the Disneyland Hotel pool? You
3: can. But like I said, they don't encourage it, but yes, you can. Like,
2: so we just won't tell anybody about it?
3: <laughs> no, don't. It's <laughs> so, just between ourselves and all our close personal friends who are listening right now.
1: <laughs> you realize what controversy you've just heard up Mary and Joe on the Disneyland yeah, don't board don't post, right post about now. it on I, the I'm board. I'm not going to post yeah. it
2: on the Disneyland board. We'll no, know. no, but
1: somebody who listens to this will. So people, shh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't tell them you heard it from me. <laughs> anyway, um, Carol had on the show had talked about um, Photopass Plus and about uh, when you should order it in advance to receive the discounted price of sixty nine ninety five, compared to the re- the regular price of ninety nine ninety five, you have to purchase Photopass plus at least fourteen days prior to the beginning of your vacation. And she neglected to mention that not only does it include, if you can if you can find a, a Photopass person, but and not only at the You know, character meals, you get your photos for free, but your ride photos Mm -hmm. on the attractions are also included. All you have to do is get your picture number like you always do. Go up to the cast member, tell them your picture number or have them just bring it up. And then they just put it right on your PhotoPass Plus card. So that's real. So that makes it, you know, much more affordable kind of thing. Um, they, there was, I had a, a couple of firsts in terms of dining, uh, at the Carnation Cafe. I did have the new burger and it is very good. I would say one of the best burgers on property. What so, was I mean, on it, Michael? I don't remember, but it was very tasty. I think it was, <laughs> it had jack cheese, I believe. And it had, I think it had onion straws or something in it. And of course, you know, beef. And it was on the <laughs> new bun that they have that... Has replaced the pretzel bread, which everybody in our party really feels the new bun is not as good as the pretzel bread bun that they used to have there. And uh, and anyway, so it was very good. So if you're eating the Carnation Cafe or you just feel like having a burger, I really recommend that. I had my first Tiger Tail. What did you I- think? I really Tigger liked it. Tail. Tigger Tail. Whatever. Tigger Tail. It was very good because I'm not a big marshmallow fan. So I thought, oh, these are going to be stale craft marshmallows, you know, like you get in the store. They were good. Nice and soft. And then with all that caramel and milk chocolate, um, they were good. I'd have those again.
0: Now, Michael, are you talking about the sourdough bacon cheese melt?
3: That's it. Angus cheese patty,
0: pepper jack cheese, grilled onions, sickly smoked bacon, and a spicy house sauce on grilled sourdough.
3: Yeah, and you know, the house sauce I got on the side, it wasn't spicy. So if people are concerned about that, don't worry about it. But it, it's it's very good. And I introduced my family to the fried pickles. They all like them.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. See, so. we love fried pickles.
3: Yes, we do. A, a, another thing that I did was, I, you know, Carol had mentioned that even though we were there a week, we didn't get to do everything we wanted to do. Well, th- that was true for me as well. Uh, I wanted to take the two hotel tours, and I ran out of time. Um, I did take the Happiest Hotel on Earth tour over at the Disneyland hotel and yeah. it's it's not a bad tour. Basically they uh, you know it, I think people that are that know a lot about Disneyland history this will be most of it will be things that that you're familiar with. But they you started the interactive map and in the fantasy tower and I'm not going to have any spoilers in this because I am I will do a segment as part of 60 years at Disneyland on the hotel itself. Awesome. But I don't I don't want to ruin you know, anything for anybody who wants to take this tour. But you do go through, um, each of the towers. Um, you learn, and you learn not only about the history of the hotel, but you learn about the connection of each tower to the park. And you know, cause, you know, they're each named after a land. And then the pool is, is of course, Tomorrowland with the monorails. So you, so you, as you go through that area, you learn about, the history from the original hotel to the current hotel. You look at some of the historic photos that are in the fantasy hotel. There there were a couple of things that I, I didn't know, like, for instance, over at the Frontier Tower, how they used, um, so, there's a certain wall that they re- reused, you know, from, from, uh, from the old, you know, how they had the tunnel walk through and the koi ponds and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was there. They repurposed part of that wall and oh. it's there and so there were little things like that and so so it's it's an interesting tour it's an hour afterwards you get a disneyland hotel button not a pin and so you know for people that are interested in disneyland as well as the hotel history i'd recommend it one of one of the things is that i I knew pretty much all of it. So when she would ask questions, nobody would answer. So I would raise my hand only when it was clear that no one else was going to answer this question. And so there was one question I knew she was wrong on. And because Uh she wanted to know in a particular land, what was the only attraction that was running? Oh, that that was, that was, you know, open uh, on opening day. Well, I knew what attraction she was going for, but I also knew there were three attractions in that land running on opening day. So I started naming the other two attractions. <laughs> <laughs> she would say, no, not that one. Until finally we got to the one she was looking for. So, <laughs> is this
0: um, This is available to all resort hotel guests?
3: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do
2: you have to be staying at the resort to go on that tour? Yes. Well... Yeah. I know that at the Grand Californian you don't have to be staying at the hotel. So I was yeah. just
3: wondering. So yeah, I and I don't know. I know that we did I didn't ask that question. I it I know it's made for hotel guests. Everybody on the tour was staying at one of the resort hotels. So I but it's worth that asking one is
1: specific to that hotel cuz the Disneyland Hotel works a little, kind of a, weirdly a little differently than the Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I mean than the Grand Californian. Yeah. But well, what a wonderful then,
2: opportunity.
3: Oh it, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, I would do it. You know, I I recommend it. Um we did get a chance to go into the 1901 lounge on Mother's Day. And that was nice, and we actually for a period of time we were the only ones in the lounge. Even the bartender left at one point. And Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. So um So it was drinks. Yeah. Oh, well, oh my gosh. We got, I, I ordered the Carthay Circle martini. What a production.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Whoa. I mean, it was, it was worth, first of all, the drink prices are very reasonable, but the whole show that they do when they wheel out the martini cart, the whole thing they do in order to make the ice sphere, Mm-hmm. And, and then, and I love how they have the vermouth in like a little, um, a little spritzer and they just spritz yep. it in. Oh, oh my gosh. That was worth the price of the drink just right there. So anyway, cool. the, it, it was really nice. I mean, it's just a lot of nice history in there. You know, it's, it's not Club 33, but it was just a nice thing to do on Mother's Day. So, and then we did meet up with a couple of dizzers. Um, Dennis and his wife. Um they actually live up here in Northern California. His children and grandchildren live in a town next to mine. And they were very nice and um they they love the show, you know, been listening to it for years. So um so anyway, so they, they, they told me to tell you all hello.
2: Nice Hi <laughs> Hello anyway,
3: Yeah, so we so anyway, so yeah, so we had a great time. And um I think that was pretty much it really for the trip so oh and uh, a couple of other housekeeping i did go to the carol and i went to the last sitter family winery spring event and they it was really terrific it was a uh, like sort of a new orleans southern uh, theme they had a dixieland band there that was i'm trying to look up their names um Anyway, I'll find it. Oh, the Dixie Giants. And what was neat is they were all young people, you, you and, know, like college aged. And it's it's sort of neat that, you know, younger people are carrying on, you know that, you know, traditional, you know, music like that's that. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what they did was they for this they had the food paired with uh, a certain wine. Like they had muffuletta sandwiches um that was they and it was paired with you could taste their new release this year, the um bricolage um wine. And then they had okra and 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 corn something because I this is all in French, I can't pronounce it. Um and it was with red beans and rice with their twenty eleven Amaro. They have the wine are gonna release next year. They were just you could taste it from the barrel. They were just, you know, pulling it out of that. But they had shrimp and sausage jambalaya, which was really good. Then they had, um, they had Cajun style hush puppies and they, and then they had for dessert, they had jello shooters that was also made with one of their wines. Oh, wow. And then they had. Drunken fruit kebabs The fruit had been soaked in wine And then they had these Harvey's gourmet donuts That was made on a vintage donut machine That that they're no longer considered safe Because it's like It's like this trough And the little donuts sort of float along In this hot oil that's open and oh, yeah, yeah go, yeah. you know, and then they, and it automatically flips them. And by the time it gets to the end of the trough, they're all cooked and then they get dumped out. And then they put their, you know, sugar or cinnamon and sugar, sprinkles and chocolate, whatever else it was going to be. So they, they were very, very tasty. So that was great. And as we're coming in, uh, you know, John Lasseter comes driving in. And if you're on my Facebook page, you'll see what car he drove in on. He has a 57, um, a Corvette that he got for his 57th birthday. So it was very sharp. It It is beautiful. I mean, it's fully restored and all that. So it was really nice. The weather was perfect. So... Um, How many people so anyway, went to that event? I'm not sure because, you know, it didn't feel very crowded at all. It was sold out. Uh, maybe, I don't know, 150, 200. I'm okay. sure there were more. But they were, everyone just sort of spreads out. Because they have all the food booths and all that in, um, different areas, you know, and so, um, so you sort of, the, you know, they spread everybody out, but you could hear the Dixie Giants no matter where you were.
2: Oh, that's so, cool.
3: um, and then I did get John and Nancy to donate something for the Arizona Give Kids the World meet. Oh. So, um, yeah, they, they 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 have some posters that are of the labels of their wines and so John um autographed a couple nice. that he donated. So um I so and win. Carol and I are going to add uh some things from our uh, from our private collection from the winery in order to make a little package that we'll donate for the auction.
2: Awesome. Yeah, so
3: so that's um that's my rapid fires. I mean I'm sorry my housekeeping no, you said rapid fire. You're done. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Anybody else for housekeeping? Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcastwdwinfo.com. And as I said before, links to anything we talk about you can find at disunplug.com. If there is nothing else, I will have the news. Exciting stuff. No, not really. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tony's not here. News goes down the toilet. Oh. All right. In a well, recent survey, what's that? Yet, yeah, come back, Tony, come back. Oh well, no, he's he's doing his fatherly duty. He's at yep. his son's school tonight, doing their annual fundraiser. So we 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 can't we can't fault him for that.
2: Nope.
0: Yeah, we could, but anyway. All
2: right. No, because no, we've all no, been there. No, you can't. No, nope. <laughs>
0: exactly. We've all been there. In a recent survey, Anaheim rain Anaheim. See, Tony, come on. In a recent survey, Anaheim ranked as the sixth best city in the country to host trade shows. Expo Magazine ranked the top ten cities by surveying 126 trade show managers about their preferred destinations. Anaheim tied for sixth place alongside Philadelphia. Guess which one was first? Three, 2 no hmm, uh, Las Vegas of course ranked <laughs> first oh. Phoenix hmm. yeah I know big surprise Phoenix was second Magazine Odd. took it a step further and asked the asked the managers to tell how they would have responded 10 years ago 2004 Anaheim wasn't even listed uh, Vegas of course was still on the top you have a lot has happened in the last 10 years of, of Anaheim with the makeover at California Adventure in twenty twelve, the convention center expanding in twenty thirteen. So that's kind of affects where Anaheim is now. Uh next up for the Anaheim Convention Center is a two th- two hundred thousand square foot expansion. So that's coming up. Uh oh, geez,
2: where are they gonna put that?
1: Yeah, I
0: have um in a parking lot I think.
2: Yeah, they're uh, they're tearing out the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. The Anaheim Convention Center remains the largest convention center on the West Coast and is considered one of the finest convention venues in the nation, said Jay Burris, president of the Anaheim Orange County Visitors and Convention Bureau. The addition of the Grand Plaza has, has given us a revived outdoor campus look, and we feel that this is very popular with meeting planners and attendees. In 2012 2013, the last uh, available fiscal year, the center hosted 229 events, drawing 1.1 million people.
3: Wow! Yeah, I know Disneyland is concerned about the loss of the convention center parking lot because they sometimes use that at oh, wow. peak times for employee parking. Hmm. Well, no, but well, they that-
1: can't build that big of an expansion without. Including some kind of
2: parking in the design.
3: Aren't aren't they building a parking structure? I yeah. thought I read that somewhere.
2: They're building a parking structure. So, and I don't know how that's going to affect Disneyland, though, if they'll be able to use it. Because if they're expanding, they're right. just going to be busier. Yeah. And that's going to affect the parks and the traffic. Oh, well, maybe they
1: the have area. a, maybe they have a chance to go underground more with that parking. Hmm.
0: It's gonna be interesting to see. Maybe just, they could. Yeah, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, just think of, um, right now the traffic is doable, except on busy days, and we've been there when there's a lot of going on, but with the Anaheim Convention Center expanding and then two miles, which isn't far at all, Wolf Lodge yeah. being built, it's Anaheim's going to be bustling. Uh-huh. They need a yeah. monorail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it the Charlotte Streetcar? Yeah. Alright, in other news, the Disneyland Resort renewed its agreement to pay extra to the City of Anaheim for its exclusive police and fire services, which cost more than $5 million annually. The City Council unanimously approved its agreements with the Disneyland Resort, which pays for those assigned to its properties. There was no discussion of the contract, which starts July first, for the two theme parks, three hotels, and the downtown Disney District. The city and company decided to update their agreements after the twenty twelve expansion of the resort. Um, the new paramedics agreement has, or the paramedics services agreement, has been in effect since two thousand one, and the police agreement was dates back all the way to, back to two thousand. So they needed to renew it since. Since the uh, since the expansion. Uh, These new contracts continue our ongoing agreement with the City of Anaheim to provide heightened paramedic and police services, said Susie Brown in a statement. Like all taxpayers, the Disneyland Resort receives the benefit of fire and police support. However, we pay for extra, extra services in order to ensure the best possible experience for our guests. Uh, the paramedics are changing staffing at the Disneyland Resort under the new five-year contract now four paramedics are assigned 24 hours a day solely to the Disneyland property or to the Disney property. The new agreement. Oh, I'm sorry. Now four paramedics are assigned. The new agreement instead will assign the paramedics at least 14 hours a day to Disney duties, but they can respond to calls elsewhere the rest of the time when the parks are closed. So before they were Disney 24 hours a day even when the parks are closed. So now during the park. Hours they'll be assigned directly to Disney. Other other hours they'll be able to do other things. Uh, Were per- they also assigned to the resort hotels? Yes. The yeah, all the whole okay. area.
3: Uh, okay, because I was thinking, you know, after hours, while well, there's yeah. Still ho- well, I mean, guests. but they'll be able to do both after hours. They'll be able to okay.
0: call, make other calls if if need be. They're actually at stationed at uh, two nearby fire stations. Uh, the near Disney uh, last year. Hey, the the previous contract was two point five. Oh, let's see. Yeah, the last year they like they paid two point five million for the fire and paramedic services. Uh, the police agreement is staying about the same. Eight officers and one sergeant assigned to Disney, and there's an office next uh, in, in near downtown Disney. Police officers receive eighty eight dollars and forty cents an hour for the Anaheim police. Uh, which is what their contract is uh of course the officers outside the park wear regular police uniforms those inside the park are asked to dress quote plain clothes that blend with the attire worn by disney's theme park guests mm. <laughs> okay so last year they paid 2.5 to the police department and 2.8 to the I'm sorry 2.5 to the fire department and 2.8 to the police department so it sounds like they it might be a little less this year because they're not getting the services of the, the the paramedics for the full 24 hours. Um, the paramedics and police officers undergo Disneyland Resort orientation. Wow. I so wonder if they go through traditions. That'd be interesting to know.
1: Probably. Yeah. Or at least they probably, you know, give them something similar.
0: So that's kind of cool that they they actually were kind of interesting that Disney actually pays to have them on 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 campus or on you know on property. They on pay property. for the substation. They pay, they, yeah, they pay for the substation. Yeah. Kind of interesting.
1: Well, you would expect that though. If you're if you've got a substation, usually the substation is funded. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Very cool. At least you hope it would yeah, be. Yeah, you would th- yeah, I would think. And that's the news. Over to Rapid Fires. So let's start with Michael.
3: All right. Well, I'm sure this is going to fuel all those rumors about Tomorrowland being redone for <laughs> as Star Wars. But Run Disney has announced a Star Wars half marathon and rebel challenge. Woo-hoo! And, I, and I wish Tony was here because when I tell you the prices, I always <laughs> like Tony's reaction.
2: Um,
3: the Star Wars races will be at the Disneyland Resort January 15th through the 18th, 2015. And in addition to the half marathon, the race weekend is going to include a 5K, a 10K, kids' races, and this is my favorite, a Wookiee welcome party. woo <laughs> uh, <laughs> There will also be a Rebel Challenge for completing both the half marathon and the 10K. So registration opens at noon Eastern Standard Time, so that's 9 a.m. out here Disneyland time, on Tuesday, June 10th. Just to give you an idea of the prices here. For the Star Wars Half Marathon, if you register by July 22nd, 2014, it's $195. Whoa. Only. But, and then there's, and then it goes up to $210 and then to $225. Then the breakdown of the dates will be on their website. The, the Star Wars Rebel Challenge is only $320 oh if you gosh. register by July 22nd, 2014. It then goes up if you register on or after August 20th, 2014, goes up to $370. The Star Wars 10K register by July 22nd, 2014 and pay only $105. Um, between, there's, there's basically three registration periods. Ju- um, between the June 10th and July 22nd is where you'll get your cheapest rate. Then between July 23rd and August 19th, is the middle rate and it's never it going like to get every, there is it? it it won't it's all going to yeah, sell out and then at, on honor after august 20th is the highest why would rate.
0: they even have a third rate seriously
3: yeah so the the highest rate for the star wars 10k is 135 the star wars 5k um here it's seventy dollars until august 23rd so they don't have all of those other dates and then it's $80 on or after August 24th. The Run Disney Kids Races is $20 up to August 23rd. And then it's 25 on or after August 24th. And then there's the Star Wars Wookiee Welcome Party. That's $99. If you're under three, it is free. And then there's the Cheer Squad. I don't know what that is. Oh, I do. It's like special okay. seating, right?
1: Yeah, it's special seating near the uh, near the finish line and you get a little package and you get like clappers and noisemakers and t-shirt and things like that. You that's been in the package before. Oh,
3: okay. Well, I guess for bronze you must sit over in Garden Grove because that's free. Um for silver it is $45, gold $69, platinum is $99 under 3 it's free.
1: Well, Um, and some of those come, or at least used to, I haven't checked the exact package deal with this, but some of them used to come with, like, water and, you know, extra little goodies the more you paid.
3: Ah, okay. So. So, And you can follow updates on Twitter at hashtag LetThatWookieWin, all one word, and we'll have a link to the Run Disney site in our show notes so you can get, you know, more detailed information in the registration link and all that. So may the force and your feet be with you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank
0: you, Michael. Uh, Mary jo.
2: Well, beginning tomorrow, June 6th, downtown Disney sunner- summer celebration starts and they're going to have their first Dole Days of Summer Hawaiian Night. The mm. night's every Friday <laughs> through mid-July, except for the 4th of July, will feature Hawaii-themed entertainment in the Paradise Plaza, which is next to the House of Blues and the Wonderground Gallery. Cast members from the Alani Resort in Hawaii will also be present with special Alani photo location and to share information about the Disney Resort. And as part of the celebration, Downtown Disney District in partnership with Dole will be featuring fresh new recipes within its dining locations throughout the summer. There's going to be special menus at Tortilla Joe's, which will have the pineapple mojito. La Brea Bakery will have the mango chicken salad. And Hagen will have the banana split dazzler. They'll feature each chef's creativity, ease of preparation, and the health benefit. Downtown Disney District will celebrate Father's Day weekend, June 14th and 15th, when ride me, just what every dad wants. Ride makers brings back the popular <coughs> "Build One Ride and Build Another Ride for Free" special. Kids and dads who build Oy. one ride can have extra fun building a second one for free with free-wheel street chassis, stock rims, and stock tires. World Cup games begin June 12th. Go America! In Brazil, and they continue through July 13th. The SESPN Zone will show games throughout the tournament and will have a special breakfast menu when the games are played in the morning, which is, I think that's pretty cool. The ESPN Zone will also offer select World Cup merchandise featuring team jerseys, vintage soccer tees, and ESPN soccer scarves. Men and women pro sand volleyball legends will appear when downtown Disney District once again hosts a beach volleyball exhibition and tournament on July 16th through the 20th, Complete with its own sand volleyball court in the middle of the action at downtown Disney district. It has to be over just by um, Earl of Sandwich, right? Dude. Yeah, that's Dude. where they put it last year. Yeah. Okay, they they're constantly the doing that whole area. That's the ice rink. That was where they were having the um, tryouts for the Million Arm, Million Dollar Arms movie. Remember, they were giving away yeah. um, opportunities to win a million dollars. They they rebuild that area over and over. Anyway, they'll be doing that July 16th through the 20th. Um, other participants will include the local county volleyball teams. Special additions to the Saturday Outdoor Entertainment at Downtown Disney District round out the summer fun. On July 26th, you have DJ Windy Spins Beach and Surf Tunes. August 2nd, Catch a Wave, which is a surf beach band. August 9th is Ele, a Latin band. And August 16th, Island Reggae, which is steel drum group. So lots happening at the Disneyland Downtown Disney.
0: Very good. Cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. One of our favorites, Tangaroa Terrace, has a new menu or has updated their menu. Um, oh. Did you say yay? Okay.
1: I said yay because there's some good things. There you're are about some to good things. Uh, one of yeah, the,
0: there are the, there's uh, <laughs> some of the new things include shrimp tacos. Yum. Mm. a slow-roasted Klua-style pork sandwich, yum. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, a Tangaro Terrace salad, meh.
1: Um, it, hey, that sounded really, really good with the tofu. Uh,
0: yeah, no, no. And a No,
1: their fried tofu is really good. <laughs> their fried tofu is really good.
0: And a Big Island flatbread, which is uh, Hawaiian pizza, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what was not on the menu, and I know that one of the things that's not on there anymore is the the fish stick thingies. The the panko-crusted fish is no longer on the menu. I think there was one or two other items. They've also tweaked a few items, changed some of the sides. Um, So you want to check that out. I know Tony's checked that out, and so when he's back, he will have uh, something to say about some of these. For bre- they've done a couple new things at breakfast. They've added a, a, a apple cinnamon spice steel-cut oatmeal. And then they've oh. also added a very Hawaiian dish, the loco moco, mm. which is a juicy hamburger patty served over rice topped with brown gravy and a fried egg.
2: Is this spelled M-O-K-O?
0: M-O-C-O. No,
2: M-O-C-O. Loco moco. Okay, that does not sound good in Spanish. No. But anyway, I'm sorry. Yes.
3: <laughs> so that's something all they different entirely. Same,
1: and I'll same be
2: texture,
3: happy. but yeah.
2: Oh my gosh!
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. When, when I was at the cabana, I, used to just I fill it ordered all over
0: Mexican listers.
3: <laughs> I ordered the flatbreads. Oh my gosh, they're good. Oh yeah, from the that Tank Road Terrace. Yeah.
1: They've always been good. The barbecue chicken one, or the barbecue the, the uh, pork, pork one, flatbread. Yeah. Yeah, was right. always good. I'm glad they're moving the Kalua pork into a sandwich too, right. because that's what is more Hawaiian than Kahlua pig.
0: Right. I mean, really? Yeah. Spam. Yeah. Spam? Yeah. Still spam, not the- a <laughs> If
1: the they <laughs> added a Spam Masubi, I would be in total heaven. Thank you, Roz, for bringing me the little Spam Masubi bag for xm So
0: check out Tango Terrace. <laughs> We've got it all updated on the Diz, so you can go there and see the menus. Yay. Yay. All right. Um, I think we're all done. No, wait. Okay, go ahead, Nancy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. It's my cold medicine. Of course. Medicine. It's I am this summer's shopping girl. So what else do I have to talk about? But shopping. Me? Okay. So we've got some really fun merchandise events coming up. There's a lot of quote unquote Father's Day EOID shopping that's supposed to be for this weekend. Um, so among the events, you can head over and meet representatives from Goran Brothers over at D Street, um, from one to four on the 7th and find the perfect they are hat people for those who don't know who Gordon Brothers are they make some really cool hats and you know fedoras and stuff are in this summer so keep that in it's mind it's on my list <laughs> you know they get hey man in the Disneyland. they
2: sell really fast
1: yes and these are really slick hats not just I mean these are hipstery kind of really slick hats you know the kind that would go for like seventy five hundred dollars dollars at Nordstrom yeah so, anyway, um, so that's so one one hundred and fifty one hundred
0: uh,
1: and eighty. <laughs> probably not, but you can get a you can get your annual pass holder discount. Oh, okay, so, you know, keep that 120,
0: in mind. um uh-huh.
1: Now, also Saturday, um, it, Shag is going to be over at Wonderground from five to seven p.m. at Downtown Disney. They're going to do his newest piece, which is the Ma- Morning in the Magic Kingdom. And if you guys haven't seen that, no, that does not mean the Magic Kingdom from. That other park across the continent. Um, this is actually a really cool retro pic, um, depicting the old chicken of the sea pirate ship and the sky buckets going through the Matterhorn. And it's very, very cute. Very, uh, sixties. Also,
0: um,
1: also a couple more things. Our buddy show friend Dave Avanzino, back at uh, the D- Disney and the, 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 the let me talk again back at the Disney shop at the Disneyland Park um, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. both Saturday and Sunday he's going to be selling more of those really really cool custom letter packs this weekend I hope I, I all, hope
0: I can get
3: out
1: there Yep Oh, oh my going. gosh they are such cool plaques. I yeah. really, really want one, Dave. Discount and- <laughs> me, baby.
2: <laughs> Dave, we really like you. We do. We all really like
1: and you. And we get
3: a lot. quantity discount?
2: <laughs> but um, you know, he he and- posts pictures sometimes of some of the the letters that he's creating, and he puts a lot of work in these in these songs. He does. They're amazing, you know, and he's so talented. So.
1: And remember, he's got a new Donald piece that's going to be coming out soon that he'll be at the park for. So that's pretty, pretty darn cool. Um, also, not to ignore her, but artist Katie Kelly, in case she listens to the show, she'll be at Off the Page <laughs> on Saturday and Sunday also from 10 to 4. Um, and once again, Erin um, Leong will be ap- uh, appearing this weekend also, 1 to 4 at Wonderground. And, um, also should be back on June 28th and 29th. Now, something kind of cool for those of you who got to see or not see the controversial Maleficent movie. Um, June 8th, Sunday, Charles Solomon's gonna be at the Disney shop from 9 to 11 a.m. And then he's going to go over to Off the Page in California Adventure from 1.30 to 3.30. He's going to be um, signing his newest book, Once Upon a Dream, from Perrault's Sleeping Beauty to Disney's Maleficent. So, um and actually, you know who's going to be with him? Executive producer Don Hahn. Our oh, what? favorite guy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, there's a little bit more about that on a link, off of a link to the Disney, on the Disney, on the Disney Parks blog. (laughs) But it looks like a really, really cool book, too. Um, now... We don't really have anything again until, uh, anything official till the 21st and 22nd. Um, there's going to be a slew of your favorite artists at the Wonderground. Um, on the 21st, Pascal Campion, Jared Mariama, who's had a great show with, interview with Tom and Sean from the Orlando podcast, and, uh, Whitney Paulette. They're all going to be in a mass artist signing, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Wonderground. And they're all releasing new works. Um, in fact, um, Jared has a new Hipster Mickey series. Um, that It looks really, really cute. So you'll have to take a look at that. Now on the 21st and 22nd, Nidhi Chahan... Oh, God, I'm going to mask her this name. Nidhi Chanani. There we go. For one to four at the Wonderground um there's some great pictures she has this absolutely adorable um new print that's on the uh Parks blog also and then the 27th and 29th for those of you who like Precious Moments don't count me <laughs> in on that group um Linda Rick will be doing her thing at the China Closet that's the scary dolls and by the way
2: they're pretty with this
0: that's what I big,
2: meant. Giant, huge eyes.
1: <laughs> By the way, um, in case you're wondering who this month's um, artist in residence is, Noah. Right? Uh, it's your chance to come and see Mr. Noah. So oh. that's that's the big bulk of it. But the last merchandise thing I have to put in a plug for that's very weird and will be just as controversial as Maleficent is the June Gourmet Apple. Yes, that's right. You know, you guys know I love the apples in the month, right? Yes. Yes. I'm a little, I'm a little afraid of this one. It's a banana split apple.
2: Okay, that just sounds. So
3: what is it?
1: It is, um, okay, obviously dipped in caramel like they always do, but then it's banana, I guess banana flavored yellow white chocolate. Um, it's, and then the rest of it's not bad, but it's that banana-flavored white chocolate uh, hey. um, that just kind of creeps me out a little bit. But it's rolled in chocolate chips on the bottom, drizzled with dark chocolate, and has a blob of... It's melted marshmallow cream. I, it says it's got marshmallows on top of it, but I don't see them. And then it's supposed to be, like, vanilla white chocolate drizzled on top, and then cherries and nuts.
3: I don't know. I saw uh, the, on the Rockier Disney side, you know, 24-hour event, yeah. they had a Maleficent apple. Was that just for the event? Yeah. Or is that At in least, the parks?
1: I don't know. You know, they were saying some of the things are going to stay, but they haven't really said what's going to stay yet officially, unless you know more than I do, Tom. No, I, I don't.
0: I mean, yeah, and, and when I talked to the chef there, yeah, he said some of the stuff is staying, but...
1: You never know if it's sold really, really well. If, right. I, if they, like, sold out of those Maleficent Apples, you can better believe they're going to promote and hawk that movie left, right, mm. and sideways. So um, I wouldn't doubt it if it would stay, but we'll have to see what the long term... I mean, who's the next one of us at the park, Mary Jo or Tom? I'll, Mary jo, I'll I will be there yeah.
2: Thursday. Yeah. I mean... Okay. You want to peek today, for it and mean? update us? Yeah, today I'm, I'm having... <laughs> I'm calling from... Today- the queue of one of the attractions
3: that's not running <laughs> <laughs> She's lined up outside saying, open, open, open. I'm with really, in, like,
2: Elsa, good
1: yes. really good yeah, sound reception. Really good sound.
3: That
2: We
1: are so, <laughs> they've, they've we are so full of crap, mics. people.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, Lori. I you. have a question then. Since we've brought up the film Maleficent several times, they we saw the preview a California Adventure. Yes, I know several of us have seen the film. What, just briefly, what are your thoughts on the film? Because it's, it's there's a lot on the boards and stuff. You know, hot and cold.
1: I loved it. My kids loved it.
3: Ooh, you're taking. And kids I'm to not it?
1: saying that. Pe- I thought the twist was good. My hu- The only bad thing my husband had to say about it was he wished they wouldn't have done so much of a narrative because the story really did tell itself. It almost felt like they were insecure about it telling itself. And that was Ian's comments. See, and I like
2: the narrative.
1: Um, I just thought it was a great twist. It was very once upon a time. Let me just say that.
2: I'm getting used to these twist twisted uh, fairy tales. So Kelly and I enjoyed it. There were... Probably a couple, I mean, we're not going to give any of the plot away. Not too fond of what how they portrayed the three fairies. I agree. I, I didn't like that. Um,
3: yeah, I found them too bickering and oafish.
2: Yeah, it, they, they were imbeciles and it would have, you know, I didn't... I know that they kind of Twittered about in the animated feature, but they were...
3: They were more grandmotherly yeah. in the animated feature.
2: And, you know, in, in one part I was I was wondering, where where are these guardians who are supposed to be caring for this girl, you know, in certain parts of the movie? So I thought that was, you know, there were a few things like that. I thought I found it to be more funny than I had expected. And the whole audience was, you know, chuckling in certain parts. Again, I'm not going to give away the plot for anybody, but... Um, so we, we, enjoyed that. We, we enjoyed Angelina. It wasn't Jones. scary. Well, yeah. yeah. They had, yeah, it wasn't scary. There were some fight scenes, but I don't think anything that's going to cause nightmares for, for the smaller and, children. Uh,
1: frankly, it was really interesting because, you know, it, it brought up the point that a lot of fairy tale, well, you know, what was it? What movie was it that said, um, tales are told from the, from the uh, perspective of the victor. Um
2: wasn't that
3: wasn't that history yeah, is that's... written from the perspective of the victor?
2: Well, it was it was something
1: but it was a it was more of a it was more the movie I'm thinking of was more of a wasn't that ever tale... after that
2: you're talking about with uh, Drew Barrymore?
1: No. no. So anyway. what did you think, Michael? Anyway.
3: Okay. I'm probably the lone one here that did not care for it. Um, I, I'm. I know Wicked started this trend of the villain really being a sympathetic heroine, and the, the people that we thought were the heroes are actually the villains. I thought Disney just went to, to rewrite their own classic Sleeping Beauty. I thought was the wrong way to go. Uh, I found the script utterly predictable. Once I realized how they flipped the roles uh the characters i i knew exactly what was going to happen and i was not wrong um if you saw frozen you know how it ends uh, i thought that was a, a, a tremendous weakness of this film i found the acting dull i, I uh, you know the only time Angelique jolie really came off the screen was when she was evil when maleficent when she
2: was cur- during the curse uh,
3: And, um, her whole redemption was not, it wasn't believable because they didn't really explain it. All you really saw was that, was she redeemed because Aurora was innocent and pretty? I mean, there was no exploration of why.
1: She was redeemed because she actually, her curse actually. No
3: spoilers. Um, no, yep, no, but yeah. th- whatever I think was any worded. explanation you have you you're reading into it. I just think it was a poor script and I think it's wonderful that Disney continues to employ all these mythical creatures that they they introduced in Alice in Wonderland and Oz the Great and Powerful and there were a lot of just scenes of nothing but um Aurora fondling these creatures while Aurora just uh, while well, Maleficent just sat in a tree trunk gazing lovingly at her and i, I don't know I, I this it's a bo- it's a box office hit you know it did very well last weekend and i think it's worth seeing but i i found it disappointing and it left me just sort of feeling empty uh, uh, the whole for experience sure. and i felt sorry for Walt Disney and Mark Davis and everyone who worked on the original animated classic and it bothers me that in the credits they said it's based on Disney Sleeping Beauty, not Walt Disney's Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway,
2: I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. So, so that's it. I think. I think the, I think time will tell. You know, as word of mouth gets around and people read these reviews, you know, it's what's going to tell is, You know, how well is it going to do next week and the week after? Right? Because the first week are a lot of Disney fans who went to go see it. So, word of mouth.
3: Yeah, I suspect it'll do well.
2: I think it's uh,
1: generation based, though, too, in that perspective. Because mm -hmm. those who grew up with the old, you know, Sleeping Beauty ingrained and beloved into their hearts are going to have a harder time accepting a twist, just in general. And that's just human nature. You know, it's what you know, it's what you love. But if you're yeah. willing to, if you're willing to, to kind of look past that, like I said, the, it's that whole um, skewing your perspective and stuff. But I think everybody's opinion is valid because it's one of those completely subjective kind of things. Oh,
3: absolutely! That's what movies. But are. it was They're a beautiful
1: subjective. movie. The Visually effects were gorgeous. It was great in three D. We don't normally like three D, but it was. It was very natural mm-hmm. in 3D mm-hmm. so and I kind of like the very initial setup I kind of liked it because you know in the in the normal movie you don't get why she hates them so much right and it would make perfect sense if something like that happened <laughs> to drive to fuel you know you gotta have
2: some reason to fuel the hate it was a twist <laughs> it was a
1: twist All
0: Right. Time for our Thread of the Week, Merjo.
2: This week's thread comes from a brand new Dizzer, Ultra Awesome. And
0: <laughs> nice. Our, our brand new Ultra yes, Awesome humble. Dizzer <laughs>
2: um, writes, List of movies for a three-year-old before going to Disneyland. Hmm. Hey all, I'm going to Disneyland this October and was wondering if any of you had a good list of movies for a three-year-old to watch to get ready.
0: Song of the South.
2: <laughs> well, that's one of them. <laughs> Mickey movies are definitely a priority because she doesn't even know who Mickey is. Ooh. So I just wanted to kind of expand this not to not just a three-year-old, but what movies do you guys... Let's give five top movies that you think should be seen before somebody goes to Disneyland for the first time. And I'll start with Michael.
3: Oh, my gosh. Um, let's see. And, and this is a three-year-old?
2: Uh-huh. But it doesn't have to be wow. a three-year-old. You know, what... If somebody's going to, let's say a child, let's say five-year-old, let's say your granddaughter. If if it was her first visit to Disneyland, what movies would you want to show her?
3: I'd, uh, I'd probably want to show her the princess, uh, the big princess films. Um, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, so she'd know who's, you know, hanging out in the castle. Cinderella uh, would be the big three. I probably steer clear of Frozen because I don't want to wait three and a half hours to meet <laughs> <and> them. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see, probably Cars because of Cars oh, Land. I
2: didn't even think of
3: that one. Yeah, and um, I'm, trying th- I'm trying to see. Others are are based on TV shows and things like that. I'm trying to think of um, another grand one. Oh. I don't know. Those are probably the, I, I, and doesn't have to be animated, right? Correct. I'm trying to think about if there are any live action ones. There are fun live action ones I like, but the, see, I would probably show like Swiss Family Robinson or something like that, but that, but we don't have that tree anymore.
2: Well, you have Tarzan's treehouse.
3: Yeah. You know what? I'd probably show Mary Poppins. Okay. So just because of the, I, I don't know. Julie Andrews narrates the, the fireworks.
2: Well, and they also have the because, Mary Poppins show. Um, because in of, in front the of the
3: Sensational. Castle. Yeah, the, and the Sensational Parade.
2: Okay. Um,
1: Nancy? Okay. Mary, I, all the time when Michael kept, like, going, um, 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 I was thinking, say Mary Poppins, say Mary Poppins. <laughs> 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 um, I would, You know, if it was somebody who had no familiarity with Mickey Mouse at all, I would show Fantasia's Sorcerer Mickey segment, or maybe even the Prince and the Pauper Mickey short, just to give the whole Mickey-mini interaction, or even just a couple, you know, quick Mickey Mouse cartoons, just to, you know, if I can wrap three or four of those and call it a movie um i think sleeping beauty is probably a good one because that would that would help you cover phantasmic at the castle the carousel um plus you've got mary poppins covering the carousel too um, do,
2: do, 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 do.
1: i hate to say it dumbo that was wh- not that's that I one of hate to say it, but I but Dumbo really kind of gives you the classic of the ride, Alice in Wonderland. Did you? Pick um, where friend? am I at? Is that
2: Alice five? In Wonderland, Dumbo. What was the other
1: one? Mary Poppins, said? Sleeping Beauty, The Mickey
3: Mouse
2: one.
1: Sleeping Beauty, Mickey Barbie Mouse doll. cartoons, and okay. I guess that's five. <laughs> Tomorrowland is really hard to explain from a uh, from. I mean, let's face it, unless you got out some of the short films, Tomorrowland's really hard to explain from Disney
2: cartoons or yeah, Disney was, movies. Especially for young for young people. You know?
1: Although Meet the Robinsons would be kind of fun to give you a feel of Tomorrowland if you had an older
2: kid. That would be a good one. What about you, Tom?
0: Uh, definitely Cars. First eh. movie. How about Toy Story? Oh,
2: That'd be duh. That'd be a good
3: one, yeah.
0: Um, either Snow White or Sleeping Beauty. Uh, Mary Poppins, and Alice in Wonderland.
3: All good ones.
0: Those are all good
2: ones. Yeah, Dumbo was one that I thought of just because younger um, children do go on Dumbo. Um, I was thinking Alice in Wonderland also. Peter Pan was one. Um, Snow yeah. White, just because of the grotto. Although, it, for me, be between Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. What about Little Mermaid? And the Little Mermaid. I'll take that one. Because that's a, I mean, but there's so many because a lot of their attractions tie into their cartoons. So they they should, you know, they need to. How about Bugs Life? life? Who? Bugs Life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for Bugs Land.
3: Well, or Finding Nemo because then you have the submarines when they're up and running again in Turtle Talk with Crush.
2: Yeah. Oh, Finding Nemo would be good. Michael, did you take your granddaughter on It's Tough to Be a Bug?
3: No, because Maleficent Preview is in there right now.
2: That's right. Okay, because
1: my kids haven't even been on stuff to be a bug.
3: But when we did the annual pass holder preview, and I know Carol didn't talk about this. We um, we we went into the turtle talk with Crush at DCA. She was the only child in there and there were only like six adults. Wow. And so she had her own one on one (laughs) with Crush the whole time. He just talked to her. It was fantastic because she's a little on the shy side in a group. So she ne- normally never would have talked to him if it had been a regular show. So it was fantastic. I mean, she just thought it was great. And, and Crush was just incredible. And how he drew her out and his questions and, and things like that. It was It was really special.
2: Yeah, Disney cast members are are truly
0: awesome people.
3: Yeah, and crush,
0: and,
2: and Disney characters are too.
0: So did did our readers um, come up with any of the things that we missed?
2: They pretty much. They one of them did say Frozen, uh, all, with a caveat, although be prepared to wait hours in line to see Anna and Elsa. Um, and they also said they're not sure if they'll they'll do it on their upcoming trip for their four year old. Um, Princess and the Frog was one that was named Monsters Inc. or Monsters University. Uh-huh. Mulan, Tangled, Brave. Although I don't know, oh, because of the Merida meet uh-huh. was Beauty and the so Beast. Maybe I had, I was, Beauty and the Beast would be a good one. Aladdin, because um, oh yeah, The Jungle Book. I would say just for the Jungle Cruise. Um, I would show Tarzan for Tarzan's Treehouse. There's there's so many. Many, um, also, one of the ones that I was thinking that I used to show my kids was the sing-alongs. Remember those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The sing-alongs. The Disneyland one. The -hmm. Disneyland sing-along. Well, and those are nice because they do show little vignettes of different movies. So if you didn't want to show a full movie, you could get different sing-alongs. And that, although I will say that because of the Disneyland one, my son was convinced that Splash Mountain, you went down into the water someplace. And he didn't want to go down into that someplace. (laughs) So it was years before I could get him to go on that ride. And I tell him, I go, son, look, everybody's coming out. He was like, no, I saw in the movie, Mom. (laughs) You go into this tunnel and it's dark in there. And so that kind of was a challenge. But anyway, so if you would like to give your ideas for if we missed any movies or you'd like to see the different suggestions people have, Check our show notes page for the link to list of movies for a three-year-old before going to Disneyland.
0: Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Dis plug. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.
2: Tinkerbell movies.
0: Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah. and
3: uh, Yeah, Poo I, and... I was thinking of Winnie the Pooh.
1: Winnie the Pooh's so minimal, though. Uh,
3: th- our, we went on that four times. <laughs> <laughs>